0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pond Hunter broadcast from the Under the Sea Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Take a look into the world of koi ponds, water gardens, and the lifestyles of the aquatically obsessed. Meet the pros, hobbyists, and cover some no nonsense pond advice straight from the field. The Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, here's your host, koi pond and water garden expert, Mike Gannon. Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. Hey. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Aquatically Obsessed. Welcome to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. This is episode 16 of the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. Coming to you from blogtalkradio.com and from Steve Schindholzer's office here at the Premier Pond's headquarters. Tonight I'm taking this broadcast to the extremes of this technology. I'm broadcasting to you live from Shindemonium 2014. Shindemonium is officially streaming live, so I'm happy to be here with everybody. I hope you guys are all feeling good tonight. I'm feeling good. Um, having a great time at the Shindemonium event so far, and this is the first a first for the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast doing an on location broadcast. Typically, I would be in the Pond Hunter Studios, but not tonight. Down in Burtonsville, Maryland, at the Premier Ponds headquarters uh, for the Shindemonium event. Very glad to be here. I'm glad you guys are here with me tonight, and um, you know if you guys want to call in. The number is 914-803-4557. You can call, and while we are live and streaming, and uh, talk to us. Give us your thoughts, your comments, whatever you'd like to say. Be happy to hear from you. Again, the number is 914-803-4557. And I am Mike Gannon. I'm your host. Again, happy to be here, and I will also be handling the switchboard tonight to the best of my ability. Again, since we're on location, it be very fun to kind of work this all out, and hopefully we have no problems because, again, we are stretching the limits of this technology. This is more sophisticated than what Willy Wonka used. So if you're calling in, your patience is appreciated. So with that, operators are standing by to talk to you live from Shindemonium 2014. However, for the people who can't listen live, you can listen to this show or any previous Pond Hunter radio broadcast at any time. You can go to blogtalkradio.com slash Hunter, or go to blogtalkradio and search for the Pond Hunter. And you can listen from there or you can download any of the archive shows to listen to at your convenience, smartphone, Tablet, laptop, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, it's fine by me. Go ahead and download it and take a listen to any of the archives uh, from the Hunter Radio broadcast. And if you would, do me a favor while you're there. Please give me a rating or a review or even just a comment. Any of the above is great. I just want to hear from you guys. So, again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com. The Pond Hunter. So, we'll be heading down into uh, the Shindemonium event in just a few minutes or so. Just hold on to your dragonflies, and we'll be getting down there to talk to and uh, check out the energy of the 70 or more pond professionals. We're all hanging out in one place. So, uh, it's a pretty interesting event. It's great seeing these people come from all over the place. And uh, it really is a lot of fun to get together with everybody and to be a part of something like this where it's a professional event. So this is where contractors and pond professionals are getting together to exchange ideas and to learn and to kind of, you know, just keep everything in the industry moving forward. So there's a a lot of energy here, and uh, it's really a great time. So, um, you know, take your time and listen to the live streaming Shindemonium 2014 from the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. So, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing good. Nice, cool weather down here in Maryland. The whole uh, area, northeastern United States now, is starting to really see that change in seasons. And it is autumn. There's just no doubt about it. And we've been into autumn for a while now. And you can just feel it. You can see it outside. And you can certainly see it in your ponds, and um, how's everybody's ponds doing when as long as we're on the subject of ponds and things aquatic uh right now, you know you've probably got really beautiful conditions. I know that in my area, everything is looking awesome when the temperatures drop, the water clarity really improves uh the fish are still pretty active and eating a lot, plants are still green. There's still some flowers hanging around, so we haven't really gotten to that point yet where we're in true decline, but there's also not too much more going on with our ponds right now either. And, um, you know, this time of year, uh, it's really important time of year to make sure that you're practicing really good fish care, and um, you want to make sure that you are preparing your fish for the winter time. and that's pretty easy to do. Interact with them. Go out and spend some time by your pond. we don't have that much more time left to be able to go outside, it's October. My God, it's going to be Thanksgiving soon before we know it, and the holidays are going to be rolling around. So before that crazy time of year starts really showing its face, get as much time as you can out by your pond and uh, take a good look at your fish. This, again, is a good time of year to really take stock Make sure you know how many fish you have in your pond going into the winter season. Make sure your fish are looking good, feeling good, they're eating good. And, um, you know, it's a really important time of year at this transitional phase because uh, winter's coming pretty soon. And um, it's flying by the autumn. It really is. So we don't want to leave our fish out of our thoughts. Um, For those of you in the warmer areas, of course, your fish care is pretty much going to remain along the routine of what you guys have been doing. Um, You want to keep feeding your fish on a regular basis with good, high quality pellet food. Um, And you're not really changing things up all that much. So they don't need the extra fat reserves or anything. You're just kind of keeping your fish going steady this time of year. I'm sure depending on what zone you're in, you're going to have slightly different um, fish care concerns and fish care issues and especially in the northeast that's this is where temperatures kind of start start dropping um you really do want to keep an eye on your fish and make sure that everybody is looking good and feeling good so we really need to be kind of diligent about our feeding right now as the temperatures drop there's not a lot of feeding time available so you want to have some good guidelines to follow when it comes to the late season fish care. Um, You know, we all get so excited when the season is opening up and we, you know, we can't wait to see our fish eat and start freaking out and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the season, sometimes we get busy and we may just kind of drop off. Things happen in September. We have school, we have new routines, we have sports, we have football, all that kind of stuff. And, Maybe we're not spending time by the pond like we used to. So you want to make sure that you're doing your your diligence as far as making sure your fish are going to be healthy and um, happy during the wintertime. So as temperatures dropping, remember, um, first of all, this is not really a great time of year to be adding any new fish into your pond. Even though you can, at least in the colder areas, get some great deal on fish because a lot of the retailers and fish uh, sellers would like to move their inventory. They don't want to go into winter with stock. But the reality is you're probably looking at, first of all, some fish that have been left behind. Um, people have not been interested in introducing them to their ponds, So you're getting a great deal on them. But at the same time, you're not really getting uh, a lot of enjoyment out of them because when temperatures drop, they're going to drop quick. So your fish are just going to be kind of going in there and going into their, um, you know, season where you don't really get to enjoy them. So adding new fish this time of year, I really don't recommend it. Um, however, I know that some people are just going to want to do that. So the late season introductions never really seem to thrive until the next year. You really don't get much enjoyment out of them until the next year. So just be real careful with those late season um additions to your pond and if you can put it off and wait till spring hey you know you're going to have great choices that's when the breeders and the growers release their choice stock and you have some really great stuff to deal with uh and to pick from next year instead of taking just kind of the call of the fish from this year's season so just be really careful about that some of the things you've got to think about is doing a real good cleaning of your filter system now before temperatures get too cold is a good time to do that. That way your beneficial bacteria can bounce back a little bit if you're doing a big clean-out. And um, your bacteria treatments, too, you're going to want to start switching over to a cold water formulation. So that's something to think about as well this time of year. And your koi and goldfish... Their pellets. You should be switching over to a wheat germ-based food right now. Um, that's what's best for this time of year when temperatures getting a little bit colder. And try to feed your fish often, um, as much as they would like to eat. The food that they can convert to fat right now is what they're going to burn during the winter time when they're not eating. So it's really important to be mindful of that right now. They need to eat. So as long as they're taking it. You know, take that stuff out. I've even heard of people offering their fish wheat pasta. Wheat pasta? Where the heck did that come from? But pasta, you know, unless they're Italian fish, these are koi that we're talking about. But anyway, you do want to make sure that you're giving them a good quality food, a wheat germ-based food is what I'd recommend right now. And let them eat. Let them eat. Or they kind of come out of the wintertime skinny, um, maybe even in a weakened state. So just Keep that in mind this time of year when you're dealing with your fish. Give them a lot of food because we just don't have that much time left to feed them. So make sure you really keep on top of it. I actually start power feeding my fish in late August in preparation for winter because during the season, even though they're eating a lot, they're pretty much most of that stuff. So this time of year is when they're going to be able to eat and actually start building fat reserves which is what you want to be having for these fish. So that way you get good performance out of them. And, you know, at June and July, that's just maintenance feeding. August, September feedings are designed to build fat for the wintertime. So you guys got to keep that in mind when it comes to feeding your fish this time of year. Let them eat. Let them eat as much as they want to eat. And uh, it's a good idea this time of year, too, when you're preparing your pond for the winter time, to set up, an aeration system, apart from just your regular filtration and everything. An aerator is going to go a long way during those colder months, even as far as acting as a de-icer. And you can also set up a floating de-icer as well. And uh, we're going to get much more into the detail of winterizing and preparing your pond in general on the next show, including aquatic plants, which we already touched on the last show a little bit too. And uh, speaking of that, did you guys catch the last show? It was pretty cool. We had Mark M.J. Wilson come on. Uh, Mark is a pond professional from over in England, and he called in for the last show, which I appreciate him doing. And we talked a lot with Mark about the differences between American ponds and English ponds and the approaches of how people go about doing that stuff. So we just looked at what the differences were in between their approaches to actually even building ponds, filtration on ponds, keeping fish, what type of fish they keep. It's pretty amazing the differences just between these two different countries and how they go about doing this stuff and the similarities as well. So there's plenty of similarities with that as well. And uh, Mark was a great guest. He was really a lot of fun to have on. He's an awesome pond professional. He's an expert with aquatic plants, and he had a lot of information for us. So it was a, a great show for you guys to catch that's episode 15 of the Pond Hunter radio broadcast and again you guys can catch that on uh, blogtalkradio.com and go to the archives and check out all those shows but Mark MJ Wilson was episode 15 and uh again it was a comparison of American ponds versus how the English are keeping ponds and, uh, you know, my personal preference has got to be American. We like to do them big. We like our water nice and clear. And uh, it's just a fun way to go about doing things. So go ahead and check that out. And, uh, of course, on our next show, we have some really good information that I was talking about. We're going to be doing a show on preparing your pond for the winter time and having a successful winter season with your pond. Now is the time to do that, to get everything prepared. And I'm going to be having – uh, pond professional Tom Deek from TRD Designs from Katona, New York, coming on. And Tom is a friend of mine and a pond professional, and he's going to have some great tips on what you need to do to prepare your ponds for a successful winter, preparing your fish, preparing your plants, uh, even dealing with equipment and getting things set up so during the winter months, if you're running it all year round, you don't have too much to worry about. And uh, Tom's going to go over in detail how we can go about doing all those things. And I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a really interesting show for all of us and some really great tips. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that. And um, that's going to be, let me look on my calendar here, Uh, two weeks from now, on Wednesday, October 22nd, 8 p.m. So tune in and make sure that you're catching up with myself and Tom Deek from TRD Designs. And uh, he's going to have some great tips for you guys to make sure you have a nice, successful winter time. And listen, winter can be pretty brutal. Winter might be a couple months, it could be longer. So you want to make sure that you guys are prepared. Don't be left out in the cold. Don't react to winter. Prepare for winter. That's what I'm going to recommend for you guys. So, what else do we have going on? Um, we have some announcements. We have Carter's nursery patio and pond they have their moonlight pond tour coming up everybody um these guys do it right and it's really a great thing to go and see you guys can go and check it out and they are doing the out of jackson tennessee their 10th annual moonlight pond tour that's going to be on saturday october 11th it starts at 6 p.m it's going to 11 p.m and this moonlight tour takes place each fall and it coincides with the full moon. So you'll be able to check out a lot of cool stuff, ecosystem ponds, water gardens, pondless waterfalls, koi ponds, and amazing landscape and pond lighting, too. And this is a great event for family, friends. It's even a great way to uh, have a date night with your wife or your loved one. And the uh, proceeds from this event are going to go to benefit the Madison County Humane Society. So for more information... Give them a call over at Carter's at 731-424-2206. Or you could go to their website, which is cartercountry.com. So that's coming up October 11th, 6 p.m. Don't miss it. Out of Jackson, Tennessee. Carter's Pond and Nursery and Patio. These guys do it right. Make sure you check them out. Um, that's about it for the announcements. Not a busy week in the pond world. Well, of course, we have shindemonium going on, but that's happening right here and right now. You guys are being a part of it. So I'm going to do some shout-outs, and my shout-out, this show definitely goes to the APLD of New Jersey, the Association of Professional Landscape Designers in New Jersey um, community. is uh, They are my shout-outs. Last week, last Wednesday, as a matter of fact, I hosted a meeting at my house, Uh, for the APLD, and I really had the pleasure of having 12 landscape design professionals um, at my house, all of them coming over to check out my pond, and I got to talk to them about ponds and water gardens, and I had them hostage for at least an hour or more, and what a great group of professionals. It was a really fun night. And uh, thanks to all of you at the APLD who made it. I hope we can all do it again someday. And thanks to those of you who I've also connected with on Facebook. This shout-out is for you guys. So, again, thanks to the APLD for being a part of that and giving me a really nice night and an opportunity to show off my pond, which is always a lot of fun to do. So... Um, That was really a great time with them, and, again, I do thank them so much. So we have some other things coming up Um, tonight. We're going to have a a few guests coming on. A couple of the guys from Premier Ponds will be here, which I'm looking forward to, and hopefully a few other people. And, again, if you guys want to call in, the number is 914-803-4557. You can give a call. You can follow along on Facebook if you want to send me a message or anything like that. I will be um, happy to uh, get a message from you guys and talk to you guys. So, um, and one of the big things that um, I'm getting a message here is that you always need to have a backup plan for winter, which is a great point. And uh, I can't wait to talk to Tom Beek in more detail about that and really get some great winter plans for your pond Um on the next Pond Hunter Radio broadcast. So what I'm going to do now is everybody has hopefully seen the Pond Stars. This is a new TV show that I'm just in love with. It's an awesome show, and uh, I've been following it since it has premiered. And we're doing pond reviews, and I have tonight with me um, Andrew Lingham from Premier Ponds is coming on, and we're going to do a Pond Star review with Andrew. Um, he's gonna be calling in. We have him on the line, and talking about last night's on stars uh t v show uh Andrew, you're on the line? yeah, hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well good we're uh it's funny, you know, just to give people an idea how we're doing this because, like I said, the technology from this radio show is kind of limited, so we're <laughs> We have to be in separate rooms talking to each other, so Andrew is probably only about 50 feet away from me, but he's calling in. And uh, Andrew, what do you think of the, the technology that I have going on here? Pretty radical, huh?
2: This is awesome stuff. I mean, to imagine that you have your own Pond radio show, and I'm a part of it right now at Shindemonium, this couldn't be any better.
1: This is cool. Shindemonium is streaming live. It's awesome. It's a it's a new way to to kind of format the show. I was really excited to come down and do it this way. You know, it gets it's very comfortable just to do it from you know the quote unquote pond hunter studios. But to come down and uh, you know have seventy pond professionals just you know feet away from me is is really a lot of fun. And thanks so much for coming on and uh, doing a pond star review with me. Have you been enjoying the show so far?
2: Oh, the show is great. Um... I think that the big takeaways from this week are, in my opinion, it was the best episode yet. And the reason for that is the two projects they did on the Pond Stars were relatable to your average homeowner, and they could picture them in their backyard. They weren't from outer space. And, uh, you know, in past weeks, they've done big, big ponds with bogs and complex streams and all sorts of stuff that I think goes over the average person's head. And, Really, the point of the show to me is that we want to appeal to the masses. We want the normal average person to relate it to their life and be able to see the enjoyment they could have with a water feature in their yard. And I think that the two water features they built this week really did that. And uh, it's, in my opinion, the best episode yet because of it.
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it tremendously, and I totally agree. They were very... Um, relatable projects. They really were. The the average homeowner could tune into that show and see them take a, a blank backyard and turn it into just something amazing. And uh, these guys have been doing two projects per show. Um, what were the projects that they worked on last night, on last night's episode? Well, they
2: have the one project for Tony Alcala, who is their uh, filmer, marketer, Uh, at Aquascape and I thought that that pond honestly in my opinion was the better of the two because it was in a little quaint neighborhood setting and uh, it delivered it was an awesome little patio and they replaced the stairs of the deck to make room for it all. It was very relatable on many levels and that's why I liked it. Uh, The other pond was a pond they built for a school and that to me showed great educational value in um, putting it in a school environment for kids to learn from and become accustomed to the hands-on learning experience that ponds offer.
1: Yeah, I, I I love seeing that. I love seeing that they're getting teenagers involved in these kind of projects because, you know, it's, Unfortunately, these days, a lot of teenagers are so connected that it's hard to get them to look up from their their smart device or their tablet or whatever they're doing. So to see them get involved with a project like this was just, it was great. And you could see that they were very engaged with it as well. And, uh, you know, it's a great teaching school. I think every pond, you know, every school, if they could, should have a pond because there's just so many different applications as far as educational aspects of it that uh, I, that too, you know, it wasn't a, a homeowner's backyard, but it was a project that was, that's relatable and that has some really great applications for, for teaching and learning in everyday life. Uh, you saw Ed, Ed's kid Austin was in that, that episode as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking on the educational um item right now I think that they did a great job in Tony's job of explaining the tunnels as they were putting them in and the trials and tribulations they were going through of trying to get that fish tunnel to work the way they wanted and I think that was very educational for uh, everybody really because this is real stuff that happens in the real world and again it, it makes it the best episode yet because there were real things happening that um actually do happen out there and it showed how they overcame their problems.
1: Yeah, sure. It makes people a little more comfortable with taking on a project like this, especially for a homeowner, if you get to see how it's done. And yeah, the fish cave or the fish townhouse, as they were they were calling it, was uh was funny because uh, you know, just the the struggles of where to put it and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was important because their backyard backed up to a nature preserve. He had a big natural pond right behind there, with a lot of, um, unfortunately, a lot of predators such as egrets and herons and everything. So those caves are really an important part of um, producing a quality project. So that yeah, that was pretty cool. And um, I you know you had mentioned the hardscaping on that. The landscape was was great. And usually you know I'm so focused on the the ponds that I. I kind of don't even absorb that stuff sometimes the the landscapes look great and hardscapes to me a lot of times I like them but they don't thrill me that was a really beautiful hardscape that they did for the Alcalas
2: yeah that's that's twice now in my opinion on that show they put together two beautiful hardscapes a couple weeks back they did that whole backyard makeover for the couple where they did a big patio in conjunction with it and both of those jobs turned out phenomenal from top to bottom with the hardscaping, the landscaping, and the pondscape.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And it's funny to see that, uh, you know, the pond stars are Greg Whitstock, Ed Ballew, Brian Helfrich, and Chris Hansen, the new guy. And uh, Tony Alcala's um, project was Chris Hansen's first project that he was the foreman of and putting together the whole thing. It was interesting to watch him go through you know the struggles of creating a project like that. It's interesting to see him be on TV and do his his first project by himself, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine being in uh, Chris's shoes on the show. He's put through so much, by, by those veteran guys, and he seems to step up every time and pull through with a pretty awesome result. So good for him. I I applaud
1: him for that. Yeah, exactly. It's just. Just a little bit of pressure working for uh, Greg Whitstock, Ged below and Brian Helford. Just just a little bit. And I yeah, thought it was funny like... when Greg, Greg's phone disappearing during the course of that, you know, these guys playing jokes on each other. And, of course, uh, you know, seeing Brian wrapped up in plastic at the end, that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, that's another
2: important point, I think, because they were actually themselves in this episode, which for the first time I think we were exposed to what it's actually like on the job site with those guys, and uh, they have a lot of fun out
1: there. I like seeing that on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it, it is – I like seeing that too, because you know what? It's a great way to uh, to earn a living working in the, the field that we do, and um, – you know, it's great to see these guys having fun with it as well. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It was a very good show. I really enjoyed it a lot, as you did too. And um, I'm looking forward to the next episode as well. Do you know what we have coming up for the next uh, episode of the Pond Stars? No, I actually don't. Uh, do you? Do you know what it is? I do. I think they're doing the Lincoln Park Zoo episode where they they built some sort of um, pond or water feature in their wolf display. I'm pretty sure that's one of the projects that they'll be featuring. I know that they do two projects for um, every episode, but we have that to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. I've really been enjoying it, and uh, I know you have too. And and I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing the Pond Stars review with me. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do this. I know you're, you are you got to get back to Shindemonium, the whole event down there, which I'm going to be coming down and joining you guys too soon. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and doing this, and I will catch up with you in just a little bit. All right, cool. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Thanks so much. Well, everybody, that was Andrew from Premier Ponds, Andrew Lingham coming on, and uh, thank you to Andrew for calling in and doing the Pond Stars review with me. That was a lot of fun, and uh, it's a great show. Everybody, you got to make sure you're tuning into this and um, enjoying it for yourself. It really is uh, educational. It's great to see these projects, and if you're aquatically obsessed, my gosh, this show is made for you guys. So make sure everybody's tuning in, tell your friends about it, make sure you're not missing any episodes, and um, well, we're going to take a little commercial break here. And then we'll be getting right back to Shindemonium 2014 live and streaming. We'll see you in just
3: a minute. Do you love your pond? Full-service aquatics, water garden, and koi pond experts can give you a pond you can live with. Full-service aquatics, an award-winning water garden, koi pond, and water feature design and installation firm has been creating amazing aquatic environments since 1995 got waterfall? Full Service Aquatics can make your old waterfall or pond look like new with our waterfall, koi pond, and water garden renovation and repair services. Visit FullServiceAquatics.com or call 908-277-6000 to speak with a Full Service Aquatics pond professional today. That's FullServiceAquatics.com or 908-277-6000. Full Service Aquatics, a pond you can live with. Visit LoveYourPond.com.
1: Woo, that's right, everybody, a pond you can live with, full-service aquatics, servicing the New Jersey area since 1995. So we're at 2014, everybody. Uh, this is a great event here. It's a professional event for pond people from all over the country. We have pond professionals coming in from as far as California, flying cross-country to be a part of this. It's really been quite an event so far, and we're only a few hours into it. we got two more days ahead of us. Shindemonium is October 8th, 9th, and 10th this year, and it's the second Shindemonium. And uh, we have on the line with us uh, Steve, Steve Schindholzer, owner of Premier Ponds and the host of Shindemonium 2014. Hey, Steve, you on the line? Yeah, I'm here, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm sitting up in your office. I'm going through all your stuff. I'm playing on your computer. It's it's awesome. Ah,
3: it's a fun place. I call that the command post up there. We love it.
1: <laughs> command Central for Premier Ponds. So I'm really excited to be down here at Shindemonium. This is a really fun way to do the radio show as well. Um, we're streaming live on the Internet. People are listening to us, and maybe we'll have some people call in, but um how's shindemonium going so far steve
3: so far first i want to thank you for coming down there it's an honor to have you here and it's going awesome we have about a 100 pond builders coming in from all over the country just to learn about really the business of uh, uh running a pond business number one and then also building a pond and lots of good food and drink and just a lot of camaraderie and as you know we've talked before we live in one big family this whole pond industry so So far, so good. We probably have about 60 people out tonight so far and uh, 70 people or so, and it's a beautiful night, so life is good.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful night for it. The weather is is very agreeable, and I love this time of year just in general, and, um, you know, to be able to get together with pond professionals from around the country and uh, spend some time sharing and, and learning from them, of course, is really great, and we really do have a very... Uh, special industry i I can't think of any other industry like this and um you you've worked in some other industries and I, i think your experience has been the same pond people are a different breed
3: i was in swimming pools for 15 years and i went to 15 you know swimming pool conventions in a row vegas atlantic city washington dc and it's pretty much plain vanilla stuff it's not like this when you come to this event these people are open, sharing, you know, they open their hearts up and they speak the truth. There's, there's not much uh, chest beating going on around here. We all come for one thing, to learn from one another and share our true life experiences. So this is an industry like no other, trust me.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's something else. So so Shindemonium, let's, for people who don't know, um, why don't you give me a rundown of, of what Shindemonium is? Because this is the second annual event. Um what do we have going on? What's, what is Shindemonium? Let's let people know what we have.
3: The overall premise of Shindemonium is really how to make more money at your craft. And it really it's really about how to make enough money to live a good life. A lot of us, and a lot of industries suffer from the starving artist syndrome. You know, we build these incredible features and, and creations all around. It could be in any any art form you want to but for some reason a lot of us just don't know how to make a good enough living to have the life that we deserve and just just just, just to pay the even the basic bills sometimes and save for retirement and kids college tuition uh college education et cetera. so this is about how we come together put our minds together and figure out sort of best practices and uh just figure out how to uh you know just just make more money of what we're doing so so we can continue to do what we do
1: Right, so a lot of guys come into this business for uh, the love of water features and ponds. You know, maybe it's a guy like myself who's a fish guy, and you know, my hobby just got out of control. And before I know it, I'm I'm working in the industry. Um, why is it important to be a businessman, even when you get into this business for the love of water features?
3: Well, you take any craft in the world out there: electrician, plumber, pond builder you name it, and because you're good at your craft doesn't really necessarily mean you're good at running a business to do what you do. And in fact, one has nothing to do with the other, and, and, and I would say that actually the running of the business part is much more difficult than the actual craft itself, and it takes a very special person to do that. I am blessed that I have that ability, and then I take what I know and I share it willingly, and openly with all those who want to listen, and as you know, Mike, you could ten percent of the people really want to listen, and that's fine with me. So the ten percent of the people they're here tonight, and uh, so that's really what it's all about to try to try to just just help people help themselves.
1: Yeah, and it's it's important because I think a lot of people do end up in this industry, kind of the the route that I took. I I didn't say hey I want to start a pawn business. I just kind of turned around one day and found myself shoulder deep in the business without really much experience in running a business. And uh, you've been an excellent help to me in that respect. And um, even the Aquascape with the training that they've offered over the years, it has really turned things around for myself um, and for many, many other people. And and you've been excellent about sharing this information one-on-one. And Synemonium clearly – is taking it to a whole different level because what do we, there's 60, 70 guys down non uh, mm-hmm. professionals downstairs with more coming tomorrow and um, everybody's going to be sharing information. What type of, um, what do you have set up tomorrow for what are you presenting to everybody tomorrow?
3: So tomorrow we we have our, our, our classic and, and, and basic pond build that we do. We all love what we do. So we get together. We have a pond build going on. But the truth is tomorrow we'll have 100 people here. Only 10 will build the pond. 90 will go into a room that we have set up at University of Maryland, and we'll start some classes. We have the pond guy that's going to give a keynote for a half hour. Then I'm going through this new sales technique that I've been uh, going to school with called the Sandler sales technique, and it's – changed my life and just rocked my world and, uh, you know, higher closure rates and, and getting rid of tire kickers and it's really changed it around. And, and one of the things we're going to do is we're going to have 100 people well-playing, um, you know, playing customers. Some are going to be playing the the, the salesmen and, and just just it's a whole different way of, of going about selling. We have a plant expert. I have a business coach out here. So uh, And then we have uh, Aquascape, Chris Wilson, number one trainer out here. So we have a lot of different people all business focused people uh, available for all these hundred pond people to just interact with all day long. Each one is going to have their spotlight up on the stage and then they'll be milling around throughout the crowd so people can get individual advice as they see fit.
1: Yeah. Now, and you had mentioned the, the, um, you know, as far as selling and what you've been studying and, and what you're going to be teaching. Now, if, Let's say you're somebody who's just not comfortable selling. It's not your thing. Um, can anybody become a good salesperson with pumps?
3: Well, you know, it's like anything else. It, 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 the person with the right attitude and a good attitude will do well at anything. If you don't have a good attitude, you're not going to do well at too many things. Uh, and sometimes being a good salesman is much like being a good public speaker, if you will. It takes a certain amount of guts to do that. So I can honestly tell you, Selling is not for everyone, but if you sell openly and honestly, and I, and I tell you the best thing, I I sell like you are my favorite aunt or my favorite uncle. I speak openly, yes. honestly about what I'm going to give you and how much your stuff is going to cost right up front. So there's no song and dance, you know. It's just open and honest, you know, talking, conversation back and forth. So that's really where, where I've evolved to. After, uh, you know, I've had this career for now, shoot, 30, 40 years since I graduated from college. So this stuff is uh, an eye-opener for me.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. I can't wait to learn some more tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. But you guys also have a lot of stuff that people can learn from being out in the field and field operations. Um, as far as construction and maintenance and all that kind of stuff too, and uh, your two guys, Mike Carillo and Andrew, who was just on here a few minutes ago, uh, I know they're going to be talking a lot about that. Is Mike around? Yeah, he's uh, he's
3: here now. He's probably calling in. If you can't get him, I'll just pass you my phone.
1: Okay, well, yeah, I guess uh, I'm not seeing him calling in. So if, if he's oh, here we go. I think I got Mike now. Okay, right, Mike, will cool. well, speak. You- I got him. It's cool. Steve, thank you so much. Thanks for hosting this and putting it on. And uh, I will see you in just a little while.
3: All right, Mike. Thanks. Talk to you.
1: You bet. Thank you so much for coming on. That's Steve Shinholder, everybody, the owner of Premier Ponds. Um, Steve is a, a friend of mine and the host of this event, along with his team. And it's quite an event that we have going on so far. But there's a lot more than just the selling and those sort of aspects to it of uh, ponds and water gardens. There's a lot of training, hands-on training on installing and dealing with um, issues out in the field. And Mike Carrillo from Premier Ponds, who is uh, quite the team leader at those sort of uh, issues, is coming on. Mike, are you on the line?
0: Hey, Mike, I'm here. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike?
0: Hey, I'm pretty good. Thanks.
1: Great. Thanks so much for coming on Uh, This is a great event so far. I was telling Steve it's really a lot of fun to kind of do it this way instead of sitting up uh, in my usual studio area to be out on the road broadcasting and streaming the show live. Um, Hopefully we have a lot of people taking this in over the Internet. And, um, you know, for those people who couldn't make it, this is a great way for them to learn about what's happening here for this event so uh, how's everything going so far with the event, Mike? You had, you had some stuff going on in the field today. What, what were you guys up
0: to? Oh, It was a lot of fun. First of all, we have the most amazing weather today. I mean, a beautiful sunny day in October. But we um, spent the morning excavating out a pond a little over 20 feet long by 10 to 12 feet wide, and it's located at the uh, Landscape and Maintenance Department of the University of Maryland. Uh, We got the pond excavated, a two-foot depth, and there's one end of it where there's an actual fish cave we're putting in that's slightly deeper, and I can go into the details on why we made that deeper a little bit later, but we were able to drop our liner, our underlayment and liner, and then set both filters, one being a skimmer and one uh, being a biological filter, which is the waterfall. Those were set today.
1: Awesome. So you had uh, some other Pond Pros with you come down, and you guys got everything staged for tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, I I guess, bright and early, everybody's heading out to the job site?
0: We're leaving here about 8 o'clock. With traffic, you never know. We could be there at 8.30. We could be be there at 9 o'clock. We did a little bit of the rock work today, um, but we should have no problem with the amount of help that we'll have uh, knocking the project out to tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I would say with a hundred people showing up you should do just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, I would agree.
1: So what's the game plan for tomorrow as far as um what are you gonna be presenting? What can pond professionals expect to see tomorrow? Uh what type of stuff uh can we expect to learn from you guys? Because you guys are the the leaders, you guys are the head pros in the industry. What can we expect to take away tomorrow?
0: Well a couple things that we're gonna do at every contractor is going to build a pond their own style, Uh, not necessarily their own way. I mean, we follow uh, the aquascape system, uh, but one of the things that, that one of the unique things that we do in the bottom of a pond especially is a method of stacking rock that we call the leaner method. And we've actually completed that today so I can talk to everybody who shows tomorrow and tell them exactly what that is and how we did it and in that method, we take large, not necessarily flat but kind of flatter stones, and they're instead of stacking them they're actually leaned up against the side walls of the pond to minimize the amount of rock that in, basically it minimizes the amount of uh, rock that's in the pond, so it allows a lot of space for the fish and when done artfully, it looks wonderful, and so that's one of the one of the features of this pond that we're going to explain um, how to do to the other contractors. Some some contractors know about it from previous seminars, but a lot of them don't. And it's a really fast and effective way to, to position rock in a pond.
1: Yeah, I'll look forward to seeing that. I mean, I I, I build a lot of ponds. I've seen um, several ponds that you guys have built, but I've never actually been on the job site with you guys to see how it's done. So it'll be interesting to to see that and that of course is something I can take back to my crew and uh pass along to them and it sounds like it would also make things move along a lot f- faster on a job site which i'm sure keeps customers very happy when they get a real quick turnaround for a quality product um what do you think do you think that's true that they uh can appreciate that time savings
0: oh absolutely um you know i mean obviously a customer's one of their fears could be that their yard's going to be Uh, Torn up, and there's going to be a mess for you know a week or two. But when they understand and they see that a job's going to take three days, four days, and then they have paradise, and everything's cleaner when we leave than when we got there, they're elated. They they're they're very happy, and that's that's one of the wonderful things about this business. Just bring happiness. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's. What's kind of cool about this business is being able to, like we see on TV, like Andrew and I were talking about on Pawn Stars, you kind of get to go through the reveal for your customers again and again and again. And it's always wonderful to see um, people pleased with their projects and, and possibly even having their expectations surpassed, if not even greatly surpassed. And I'm sure you guys are doing that all the time.
0: It never gets old. It's it's always wonderful.
1: Yeah, no, it never does. So that's cool. So tomorrow, uh, you anticipate starting in the morning with construction? Do you think it'll be done in one day?
0: I do. Um, again, we had a great, I mean, two days, I mean, if you count today, but we had a great start today. We got a lot of things in place so that we can demonstrate uh, or we can talk about what we did and then demonstrate, you know, how to do the remainder of the pond and One other detail that that we bring to the table, uh, some pond builders know about it, but hopefully the ones that don't will benefit from this as well, is at one end of the pond we're putting a, a fish tunnel, and we actually make that tunnel in a deeper section of the pond, and what we're doing here when we do that is we're thinking about future maintenance. When we clean ponds, hopefully we'll be back to clean this one in the future, we always need a real deep area in the pond, just a little deeper of an area so that when we're doing our cleaning, we can flush all the you know, muck to this one deep area and pump it out easily. And so right. that area has not been rocked out yet, but that's where we'll probably start tomorrow with our explanation. You know, start to so- continue rock work from there.
1: So it's functional in many ways. It's functional, like you're saying, from a maintenance point of view and functional for uh, the livestock that's in the pond, the fish, that they have somewhere that they can go and just kind of hang out. They can get out of the sun. They can hide from predators if they feel threatened at all. Um, That's
0: right. Um, If they have any sense of a predator, they'll just go seek shelter and refuge in this cave. And the the caves just look incredible, especially when – they're lit up at night time. You can see fish swimming in and out of them. It's
1: a really neat feature to have. That's very cool. So do you put lighting... You It sounds like you put lighting inside of the cave.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: or directional lighting,
0: shooting, right, pointing at the cave so that it illuminates and the onlooker can... all the Yeah, cool effect.
1: that's cool. And it would be great to see how you guys set up lighting, too, because that's a whole um, design aspect within itself. Good lighting is not always easy to do, and learning how to do a good lighting display is something that every pond professional, I think, really needs to work at. So to be able to be at an event like this and see how the professionals are doing it and what the tips are on how to light a pond and how to get the best effect out of it, that that's some really great information to have. And um, especially this time of year, you know, we're getting longer nights, uh, people want to be outside by their ponds with this beautiful weather. So if you can have your pond lit up at night, that's the way to go. So that's going to be interesting to learn how to properly light a pond. I'm looking forward to that. So we have that going on tomorrow. And then um, we still have one more. What do we have lined up for that?
0: I'm, I'm sorry. What was the question, Mike?
1: What do we have lined up for Friday?
0: Oh, Friday. We're waking up in the morning and I think Steve is gonna have a, a hike planned for whoever wants to join him hiking uh in the woods. We have a, a breakfast. Um and I think just a, a shindemonium wrap up after that. It's um everyone's gonna say their yeah. goodbyes and uh till next time. But uh it's, it's just a great industry event. A lot of lot of yeah. wonderful. <laughs> it
1: really is. It's a lot to learn, a lot to take in, and it's it's kind of an intense few days. But uh, I think uh, for me personally, these kind of things really help me quite a bit um, in my professionalism, which really ultimately helps customers because the better we are, the better their experience is going to be. And then if they're having a great experience, our industry just gets stronger and stronger, and that's kind of the name of the game. We have some great stuff going on right now in our industry with a new genre of TV developing right before our eyes where ponds and water features are front and center. And, um, you know, people are going to want this stuff. People are going to be, it's going to become a trendy thing. So to know how to do it right is going to be really important. And that's what it sounds like. Shindemonium is, is all about running your business, right. And giving a great product, uh, to your customers, the end users. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Tomorrow should be a great day. And, uh, Mike, thanks so much for coming on and and sharing that with us. And uh, I know you want to get back to Shindemonium and kind of share with everybody down there. Is there anybody else down there that's looking at um, saying hello or anything? Otherwise, I'll let you go.
0: I'm the last one here, Mike. Always a pleasure. And I I can't thank you enough for having me on and share information about uh, what we're doing here. This is uh, a great thing. And uh, thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on and uh, sharing your insights with us. And, um, you know, it's great information for the listeners out there as well as the professionals out in the industry. So thank you so much, Mike. I'll see you a little bit later. And I'm looking forward to the rest of Shin
0: Great. Thanks.
1: You got it. Take care. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was Mike Carrillo, also from Premier Ponds, everybody, um, down here in Burtonsville, Maryland. Um, at the Shindemonium event. These guys are hosting the event, and there's a whole bunch going on from what you guys have gathered, and uh, really a great event for pond professionals, and which ultimately makes everything in the industry better for everybody, down to the hobbyists, which is the people that make all of this stuff happen, the aquatically obsessed people. um, Without them, what will we do? We wouldn't even have a profession. How sad is that? So it's great to uh, know that hey, hobbyists, we're out here trying our best. as pond professionals are trying to make it better for all of you guys, and um, that's what we're here doing. So, you know, uh, I think we're going to get ready to sign off. It's kind of a short show tonight for the Pond Hunter uh, broadcast. And uh, But to, uh, Shindemonium is off to a great start. We've still got two big days to go here with lots to learn, and, a lot of pond professionals sharing their experiences, and thanks to everybody who came on tonight. Andrew for his Pond Stars review, and Mike with his um, breakdown on what we have going on, and of course Steve for um, you know hosting this great event. And uh, people came from all over. Pond professionals came from near and far. So um, Shindemonium is a great success. It's a great time, and I'm glad to be here. And thanks you guys for checking it out. Uh, I do have some reminders. People, On people, get those last few weeks of feedings in on your fish. Remember, what they're eating now is what they're going to burn that keeps them alive during the winter months. When they're under the ice and snow, which could be weeks, could be months. You never know. So make sure you're taking care of your fish now and um, making sure that they're eating and getting their their uh, bellies full and their fat reserves nice and stocked to get through the winter. And, um, you know, be sure to tune in to the next Pond Hunter Radio broadcast because we're going to have the full rundown on how to prepare your pond for a su- successful winter season with Tom Deek from TRD Designs, and he'll be giving us his recipes for wheat pasta that you can give your fish. Now, I don't know if we're really doing that, but Tom does seem to propose that. <laughs> uh, and he's going to be joining me for that. So we're really going to have complete information preparing your pond for winter. Tom is a well-respected pond professional. His company is TRD Designs. He's got a really nice website if you guys want to give him a visit uh, before meeting him in a couple weeks. And, again, that's going to be airing on October, Wednesday, October 22nd. So be sure to tune in. And, again, um, you can always download everything. But don't miss this very timely show for you pond keepers in the colder areas and for you pond keepers in warmer areas who aren't affected by winter, Tune in and see what we have to deal with up here in the colder areas. And that's on the next Pond Hunter. And we got a lot more excellent programs and guests coming your way, so stay tuned. And a big thanks to all the Pond Pros tonight. You guys rock. I really mean that. And uh, I want to say goodbye to everybody. Have a very good evening. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave you guys with a song tonight, and we'll see you next time on the Pond Hunter radio broadcast. Everybody, and we'll see you on the next Pond Hunter radio broadcast. Have a good night.